Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends. We're finally back together, sitting next to each other, despite (laughs) quarantine. There's only two of us, so don't add us. (laughs) Don't add us. (laughs) Who started that trend? I'm not a fan of the add us trend. I don't know, but I kind of like it. But that's my eight coming out. Like, I'm like free speech, you know, you can say what you want to say, but I know, I know what I'm saying. So, no, I just think it's a weird statement. Don't, oh, don't at me. At me, like no, at. I no, I don't know what it means. I just think it's weird. Oh, well, there's lots of things that are weird. Yeah. Like, our world is weird right now. Right now, it is. There's a lot of weird in the world. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, it's a very unique position to be in. Mm-hmm. There is just. I'm going to say it, it, it feels oppressive mm-hmm. it what does. is happening yes, in our does. world around us right now. Yeah. And also, I'm real tired of the conversation of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Are you tired of it yet? Um, you know, I'm tired of like talk about masks and ventilators and numbers and yeah. not, I'm, I'm not discrediting that any of that is important. I know that it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not important, but I think... I think we need to be having conversations about other things as well. That's what I mean. I think we need to be having conversations about people's mental mm-hmm. state of being. Yeah. I think we need to be having conversations about the reality that we're in, that a lot of people have now they're in week, you know, two, three, four, five of of quarantine and they're feeling very isolated and very lonely. And so mm-hmm. I think we need to be talking about some things that are um, not just about our physical health, mm-hmm. but our emotional and our mental health yeah. as well. Um, because I know for me, I, I would consider myself a fairly strong, mentally stable person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't really struggle with depression or like real extreme highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But man, I've had some low lows yeah. these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's not every day. It kind of comes and goes. Yeah. You know, it's like I'll have a really good day and I'll feel really good. And and then the next day I'll just like barely be able to get out of bed. Yeah. And I do because I have to. Right. Because kids are home. We're home. You know, we homeschool. That hasn't changed. Right. But um, it's just that sense of like, it's this great unknown mm-hmm. that no one can give us the answers to. And so it really is taking away this sense of security mm-hmm. from a worldly standpoint. Um, and I heard someone say this the other day, and I realized I hadn't yet had a good cry mm. over this. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like a half a cry. <laughs> <laughs> like I started to have a good cry, and then it didn't all come out, and I kind of I kind of pulled it back in. But I think a lot of people are in that spot where they're just they're – gr- we're grieving a lot of things that have been lost. Yeah. And we're faced with this new reality of – we don't know what tomorrow holds or what next week holds or what next month holds or what this summer holds. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah, I agree with that. I was noticing, you know, for uh, like you mentioned that not a lot has shifted as far as like your home educating, you were home educating before this. Yeah. So was I, but one thing I've noticed, um, is that my kids have been really resilient through this mm-hmm. and I'm not shocked because kids are so resilient. Yeah. And, especially my firstborn is very positive and he kind of sets the tone for the kids. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
But I've noticed in the last week that there's been a couple of times where I can tell that my kids are responding to the unknown as well and to the shift in our scheduling and to mm-hmm. the, what I would call this pushing pause mm-hmm. on so many things. On life. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking of even like last week's show that we aired was with our doctor, Dr. Tim Cundiff. Yeah, it was such a good show. And I mean, even like for vision therapy that has been such a life-giving thing in our family and for our son, we've had to push pause on that Mm -hmm. for the last many weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even that, like he mentioned, when do I get to go back and start again? Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of these things that were a part of our rhythm, our every week, Mm -hmm. every day, you know, Mm -hmm. rhythms that we've pushed pause on, on all these things. And it is, I heard someone say like, it is like grieving. Yeah. Like something has hit that you just did not expect. Yeah. And you're learning how to cope and how to handle it just so unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know I don't want to discount like people that have lost loved ones. Absolutely or, not. And I'm not putting this in the same category no. at all. Like no. this is not like losing a child. This is not like losing a son or a spouse. That's not what I'm saying. Or even having all. family members or people around you that have, have had this and been affected by this virus. That's no. a, That's a totally different level. That's a very different topic. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the, just kind of that ache in your spirit that's mm-hmm. like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Not like I don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. The laundry's there. The dishes mm-hmm. are there. Goodness knows the snack getting is there. The creative, the creative play with your kids. All of the things are there. But this, the rest of it where it's like, and really what it is, is it's a lack of connection mm-hmm. face-to-face with people. Yeah. Because no matter how introverted or extroverted you are, we are wired for personal connection. Yeah. And many of us are not getting that. Right. And I mean, technology is awesome, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. No, it's not. It's just not the same as getting to invite a family over to your home for dinner mm-hmm. or you know, have a big bonfire as this as the spring weather is getting mm-hmm. nice. And it's just, it's a unique season that we're in. And there's a lot of people that are grieving things that have had to shut down or, you know, jobs. There's There are a lot of essential jobs that people are still going. Your husband's still working his job. My husband's still working his job. Um, but there are a lot of people whose jobs are not considered essential. Right. And I went through some of that this last week when I saw in print that religious services are considered non-essential. Right. And, you know, I knew that, um, uh, intellectually I knew that, but then I saw it in print mm-hmm. and it just like sunk into my soul, mm-hmm. like deep down in there and made me want to ugly cry. Yeah. Because I was like, here's the thing that I give my life to, which is the local church. Mm-hmm. It's what all of my quote unquote work hours are mm-hmm. is considered non-essential. Right. And that was really hard to see. Mm-hmm. And there was like a grief. And I know the church is still there because the church is people. And of course I'm still pouring into people and I'm still texting people and connecting with them. But it's it's like being told, hey, the thing you give your life for, it's not important enough to still maintain the gathering. Right. And I get why. Yeah. I, I 100% understand it's mass gatherings. Right. But it was emotionally something that was hard for me to, I had to process through that, mm-hmm. what that meant. And it, and it felt like grief. Yeah. I felt like when you lose a friend or you lose something and, mm-hmm. and I know it'll come back. Mm-hmm. I know that it will, but I just, 
I guess I want to just say it's okay to be sad. Yeah. It's okay to grieve. Uh, you don't have to view this time necessarily as like, let's all discover new talents that we have. <laughs> let's invent new ideas. And that's great. If that's happening and that's what you're able to do, that's awesome. Yeah. But if you need to just grieve mm-hmm. and just kind of survive, that's okay too. Yeah. I had a sweet friend text me on Sunday and she was just saying, hey, Sundays are really hard now, you know, because for her, she's a working mama. So Sunday mornings are truly her day of refreshment. And she was speaking about our specific church where it was a little bit over a year ago where God allowed her to find our church. And interestingly, she found our church through this podcast. And she listened to us for a while and she... um was sensing that their family needed to find a home church and ended up doing a little bit of digging. And she found out to her surprise that we were right here in Peoria, Illinois. So like awesome. she did not even know <laughs> that we were in Peoria, yeah. Illinois. Um, so they started attending our church and then now they're unable to attend obviously because the doors have to be closed. And, you know, we are, we have an online presence, but she said she was really grieving that lack of gathering. Mm-hmm. And she said it was so interesting because she felt like the Lord just very gently but lovingly reminded her, hey, you found this church through an online presence, mm-hmm. through technology, mm-hmm. and you grew a comfort and an awareness of that church before you even stepped through the doors. Mm-hmm. And it was to her basically like he was saying, hey, I am, it's still here. This online presence of your church is here. Yeah. And I'm you know, I'm allowing you to still maintain that community. And that was encouraging to her, to her. But I just, I felt a little bit like, okay, other people are feeling this too. Right. It's not just the people leading it. it. We're all feeling it. You know, we're all feeling that lack of familiarity that, you know, everyone says like people love structure. People love to know what's Mm -hmm. happening and Mm -hmm. that we do. We love our structure. We Mm -hmm. love our rhythms, don't we? And so... I love that you said it's okay just to feel and, yeah. to, and to feel the grief. Because I think a lot of times if we're just going to fake our way through this and just press on and mm-hmm. just be like, no, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Like we are lighthearted. We are happy. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to eventually have to deal with the trauma and the feelings that we're facing right now if it's not now. I think that one of the things I've been thinking about too is there's actually a book in the Bible called Lamentations mm-hmm. and to lament is to grieve, to have sorrow. And it's it's written actually as a sad funeral song. Hmm. Um, the prophet Jeremiah wrote it as he's expressing his grief over the tragedy that has happened with Israel, the people mm-hmm. of Israel. And, you know, I... I don't think we're meant to stay there forever. No. I think we're meant to grieve. You know, um, Ecclesiastes talks about all the different times and the different, the time to grieve, a time to laugh, a time to dance, you know, all of those different seasons. But I want people to make sure that they are taking that time to grieve mm-hmm. um, and and being able to run to the Lord with their grief. I think of King David. You know, the Psalms that he wrote are full of his laments. Right. I mean, he, there are some Psalms that you read that you're like, wow. Mood swings? He, he Yeah. <laughs> PMS much? Like biorhythms? What's right. happening here? Um, and he's not afraid to lament, to grieve, to tell the Lord, like, Lord, I don't understand this. Where are you? I feel like you're hidden from me. I mm-hmm. feel like I can't see you. I feel like I can't hear you. 
And you made a really good point earlier because you said, before we had hit record, you said, I'm still doing all the things. I'm still worshiping. I'm still praying. I'm still reading my Bible. I'm still, you know, choosing to do all of the disciplines. Mm -hmm. And there still feels like there's this grief. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. It's, It's that we don't wallow in that. It's that we don't allow that to dictate. Right what our days look like. Yeah. It's that we say, Lord, what do you have for me in this lament? Mm-hmm. What do you have for me in this season where it does feel like everything has shifted, like everything is, is like there's a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's okay. The other thing I want to say, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was in the grocery store yesterday and I had this thought and it was because of the way that my mind was working. You know, our grocery store has now put arrows on the aisles so you can only go one way and first of all grocery shopping is hard enough to have to figure out which direction to go was like too much for my small brain (laughs) in that moment there should be no glaring in grocery stores it's hard enough so i found myself as i would pass people who were going the wrong way Mm -hmm. or maybe i was going the wrong way thinking are they going to, do they have the virus? Am I going to get sick from them? And I'm yeah. not even scared of this virus. Right. But it was that, it's because of what we're hearing and all yeah. the fear that's around and all the stuff that we're hearing about. And so I want us to be really careful mm-hmm. that we don't start seeing humanity as a threat. Yeah. We don't start seeing each other as someone who has potentially the ability to make us sick. Yeah. Because that's what the devil wants. Right. The devil wants us to see one another as a threat. Yeah. And we are not. We are actually each other's best allies. Mm-hmm. God created created us to be in fellowship and communion with one another. Mm-hmm. And so what the devil is intending for evil, we need to turn around and say, uh-uh, no, we're going to see this for good. We we need to be looking at those people and saying, who can I serve? Yeah. Who can I help? Who is, regardless of the risk, mm-hmm. who can I step into their world in whatever way it looks like yeah. and help them? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that is that is the point of humanity. Yeah. Is you know, I think of like the flu comes around and we don't freak out and stay home all winter long Mm -hmm. because the flu is here and we might run into somebody that gives it to us. So I think there is wisdom, but then there's also love. Mm -hmm. And God's word talks about that we don't battle against flesh and blood, meaning people aren't our enemy. It's the principalities of darkness that are the enemy. And, you know, I don't want to get into a debate with anyone. So in Heather's words, don't at me. But (laughs) I do think that this is something that the enemy has purposefully launched against the human race. Absolutely. And, you know, in my lifetime, we have never had a global pandemic where the entire race of all humanity has been in this together. Right. You know, like I think of when a city is struck by a terrible tornado or a, a horrible hurricane or fires or, um, you know, another country has a bombing or, or whatever happens. And you you think of those people, you pray for those people, you might even post like praying for such and such. Yeah. But it doesn't hit everybody at right. the same time. Right. And so this is a unique scenario that yeah. we are in where truly the one positive thing I can really think of right now is that Whenever you walk through something really hard, it teaches you compassion for people who will walk through it after you. Mm -hmm. And so as a human race, we are gaining this really deep compassion for one another. And and when you hear someone that says, oh, yeah, I've been there, 
it's like there's this bond that's formed because you have had a shared experience of grief or of difficulty or experience. And that's kind of what I see this as, is the human race, the enemy launched this against us. But what he failed to recognize is that God has wired all of us with this great spirit of compassion and understanding that when we have compassion for one another, we become this very strong force Mm -hmm. that is able to overcome even greater things. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I think the enemy misjudged Mm -hmm. when he put this attack against the human race. Yeah. Because I really do. I think God is about ready to do an incredible move of justice against the enemy. And I do think he should cower and I do think he should run because I think he's about ready to get obliterated. Yeah, that's really good. And I would just say in your grief, in your lamenting, whenever you grieve, I feel like it sort of allows you to see priorities Mm. in a really clear way. Yeah. Um, When you have a loss, all of a sudden the things that you thought were important do not seem as important anymore. Right. And so that would be my challenge to all of us, that in our grief, that we say, okay, God, where were my priorities out of line? Yeah. Help me to prioritize the things that you care about, yeah. that are your heartbeat. And as we come out of our grief, because we will, mm-hmm. you know, go read the book of Lamentations. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Um, and I love this line in there. It's just a title in my Bible, but it says, Jerusalem's only hope is God's mercy, hmm. you know, and that is, that's how I feel like God, my, my only hope, our only hope, humanity's only hope is your mercy right now. That's right. what we need in vats, yeah. <laughs> in warehouses full. Um, so as you consider that in your life, let God help you realign your priorities. That's really good. And it might take more than one moment with the Lord. It might take more than one day. It might take more than one week. You know, I feel like I have been wrestling with this now for the first week of all of this. I was like, we're going to have all the arts and crafts you can imagine. We're going to bake and I'm going to come up with new recipes and we're going to, you know, and now we're on week three and (laughs) four. I don't know. I don't even know. And it's like, yeah, not about, so much. How about cereal for dinner? <laughs> you know, and so like let's let's be okay with right. sitting in that for a moment and letting God speak to us and then and then as we come out of it going, okay, but look what you did in us. Yeah, you know, in Second Chronicles, um, I'm pretty sure it's seven fourteen, it talks about how if my people will humble themselves and pray and turn. Yeah, and turn from their wickedness. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we get we we focus on the like, hey, mighty women and men of God, just humble yourselves and pray, and then God's going to heal our land. But I think we we forget about the second part, mm-hmm. which is and and turn. And so if they're addressing the same group of people, the same group of people that would humble themselves to pray, mm-hmm. that's the same group of people that needs to turn from their wicked ways. Yeah. And so I I've I think I put this on Instagram, but just sharing the thought like. When COVID-19 is over, mm-hmm. when the barriers are lifted, mm-hmm. when the shelter in place is lifted, when we can go about our normal lives, what are the things we need to make sure we've turned from yeah, and we so good. don't reincorporate? It's so good. So we're going to push play on a lot of things. We're mm-hmm. going to, you know, kids will go back to school. Jobs will reopen. Mm-hmm. Dinners with friends will put, be put back on the calendar. But what are the things that need to 
pause does not need to be lifted. Like what are the things that mm-hmm. need a hard stop? Yeah. And I think that's what every single one of us needs to look at is yeah. Yeah. we've had a forced stop yeah. and some things that are mm-hmm. really good and some things yeah. that were bad. And yeah. so what are the things that should not be put back into our lifestyle? Yeah, it's so good. And um, yeah, so I just, I think that's really important. Like that humility, that prayer, but that turning away mm-hmm. from all wickedness. And again, I think that's where the enemy missed it because this time of quiet, this time of settling, this time mm-hmm. of resting, if you will, like this forced rest is allowing us to view our children, to view our spouse, to view our inward most mm-hmm. beings and to go, huh, I didn't notice this before. I didn't notice this habit or this action or this thought right. process or this thing. Because I was too busy. It was just yeah. existing in the quiet yeah. and in the corner and there yep. was no light shining on it. But now that I've found it, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think we've got to be real with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we find those things, like, we have to turn from them. Yeah, that's so good. Because that's when it says, then I will then heal I will. your land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Well, we don't want to drag this on too long mm-hmm. because we know that... Um, You've heard it all. Yep. <laughs> it's all out <laughs> so there. So have we. It's all out there. But we did want to just pop in this week. You know, it. one of the things that I think you and I have been grieving is that we had a month full of guests lined up. More than that. Um, yes. More than that. We yeah, had many guests. Back to back to back to back to guests to record yeah. last week, this week, next week, and we've had to cancel them all. And yeah. some of them, you know, we're working on being able to reschedule and do um, not face-to-face recordings. Right. But that was that felt like a big loss for us yeah. because we had a lot on the calendar, and that takes, that takes a lot of work to mm-hmm. coordinate schedules. And so – that's one of the things we've been grieving, but yeah. we didn't want to. We didn't want to just throw the towel in and right. say, "Oh, okay, that all fell apart." Mm-hmm. So we wanted to pop in this week and say, "We're here. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yep. We're feeling it too. We're in this with you. We're all. We're all going to come out of this yep. better. We really are. And we're going to mm-hmm. look back and we're say, you know, that wasn't a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but man, we grew. Yep. We grew from that. Yeah, we did. So, so friends." find a way to have a great week. We're going to do the same. And if you need us, message us, email us. You can find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour. You can also email us at Gmail. I'm sorry. The H&H Hour at gmail.com. There it is right there. (laughs) My brain's real sleepy right now. We love you, friends. We'll chat with you next time.